Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance. One of the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. We have some news we got to cover as usual. Uh, we're back on schedule with our normal episodes, so we have our term of the day. We can't forget that, right? We got to be learning every single day. So the term of the day is central bank. Now, that's a term we've all heard, but do we really know what it is, what it does, etc.? So let me just give you a brief breakdown, and you can bring this up at the next family dinner and be smarter than everybody at the table. Okay, so Central Bank is a financial institution given privileged control over the production and distribution of money and credit for a nation or a group of nations. In modern economics, the central bank is usually responsible for formulation of the monetary policy and the regulation of member banks. Okay, so all of that, just keep that in a vault in your brain, okay? So what does that mean for us here in America? Well, we have the Fed. Everybody's also heard of the term the Fed, Okay, the Fed is our central bank, and guys, all it really does is they decide uh, if we're going to put more cash out there, right? If, are we going to are we going to flood the market with more cash? Are we going to print more money? And they also decide how much it costs to borrow money. So basically, every bank that lends money, they have to take information from the Fed. So the Fed sort of tries to do everything it can to keep the uh, how do I say this? The economic status or maybe the economic systems of a country, of our country, uh, as smooth as possible. They try to keep it within a window, right? We don't want it going, we don't want people making crazy amounts of money. We don't want that, but we also don't want people making no money, people losing money. There's like a very nice sweet spot and the Fed exists to try and, to try and capitalize on that window. So in the future, what's the what's the central bank? They just decide the monetary policy. So they decide if we need more money in circulation and they help uh, with how much it costs to borrow money from banks. Okay, so what is it? What does it cost to borrow money? So use that at the next dinner. Okay, what is happening in the news here? Let's see. Okay, let's get this started. U.S. stock futures are lower as the Federal Reserve begins its two-day policy meeting, at which it is widely expected to hike interest rates by 75 basis points for the third time. Treasury yields are edging higher, with the 10-year Treasury note now yielding 3.54%, its its highest level in over a decade. Yesterday, stocks turned higher in the last hour of a volatile session ahead of the Fed meeting. The Dow rose 0.6, the S&P rose 0.7, and the Nasdaq rose 0.8. Oil prices have held steady ahead of the Fed meeting. Though higher, though, though higher interest rates could curb demand for fuel, light sweet crude oil is just below $86 a barrel. In Europe, Sweden's central bank raised interest rates by 100 basis points. Remember, 100 basis points is 1%. Uh, to lower inflation. Stocks were mixed with the Europe stocks 600 down just under 1%. Prices of major major cryptocurrencies are edging higher. The price of Bitcoin is just above 19,000 and the price of Ethereum is down 0.4% at 1,353. The Census Bureau reported housing housing starts rose more than expected at a seasonally adjusted rate of 1.58 million last month up from July's revised 1.4 million. Economists had expected a decline as rising costs and falling demand have weighed on home building sentiment. Okay, so first thing before I leave my brain, before it leaves my brain, I saw that there is a company, T-H-N-D-R-E-R might have been what it is. Um, I can't remember what the company's name is, but they created this uh, this solitaire game 
that gives you Bitcoin if you do really well. It's basically like a like I guess a reward for playing the game really well, which is very interesting. But the Bitcoin price went up like immediately in response to that news. It didn't go up much. I mean, it probably went up like point three percent. But uh, that's very. I think that's interesting that 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 has that correlation. Uh, I'll have to look into how. It works because if they're just giving away Bitcoin for people playing, they would have to make money off of ads. And then the more ads there are, people don't want to play these games. So uh, it's, it's that's just an interesting, interesting uh, headline that I saw. OK, let's talk talking about headlines. Let's move on. Let's see. OK, this is a big one. So a federal judge ruled against the Justice Department in an antitrust case to block United Health's 13 billion dollar acquisition of change Healthcare. The government had argued the deal would hurt competition and limit innovation in health insurance markets. So I guess we've, we've used the word monopoly a couple times here. But in pharmaceuticals and health insurance, there are absolutely monopolies. But they don't that market isn't regulated the same as maybe Walmart. Uh, like, like so I, I say Walmart because I remember when I was younger, everybody said Walmart had a monopoly on like the goods store, right? Because Walmart has everything. Right. Walmart has clothes, food. Uh, It even has tires. It has it has a lot of stuff. Pretty much you don't need to go anywhere else other than Walmart. Now, we all have seen the uh, people of Walmart shorts and YouTube and Web page. Obviously, we want to go to other places than Walmart. But uh, they used to have this concept that Walmart has a monopoly, which just means a demand and control over that market. And so healthcare. Uh, there's definitely monopolies. If you tried to start your own healthcare company right now, I don't think it would even be possible. I, I, the only way I could see it happening is if you're already a successful business, probably in that market, and then you break off and like create a new company. Like I don't think you could just be fresh out of college and be like, I'm going to start a healthcare company. I think that would be far too difficult. And yeah, I think that's that's. A big deal, but it's nice to see that a federal judge is recognizing that these acquisitions are just going to get out of hand. I mean, thirteen billion dollars for a healthcare company—that is—that's pretty ridiculous. Okay, next uh, headline we have here: the CEOs of J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and other major U.S. banks will appear before Congress to address a slew of issues. From the where is my next page? Sorry, guys, hold on. I'll start that over. Uh, okay, the the CEO of J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, and other major U.S. banks will appear before Congress to address a slew of issues from the state of the economy to their stances on issues like fossil fuel lending. The executives will appear before the House Financial Service Committee and the Senate Banking Committee. Okay, so that is sort of the big story today that I have. There's a couple other headlines, but I don't think it's I don't think they're even really that big of a deal. American Express it's going to hire 1,500 workers. Boom, that's the next best. That's the best next headline here. Uh, but that headline, the the CEOs meeting with uh, the House of Financial Service Committee and the Senate Banking Committee, that's a pretty big deal. So okay, oh, I'm getting into a lot of we're getting deep here today. We're getting deep here, guys. Look, the big the big thing that I want to emphasize today is, and I try to emphasize this periodically, not me, not your mom, not your grandma, not Warren Buffett knows what the stock market's going to do. Nobody knows what it's going to do. But the people who lend money, banks, 
they have a business of understanding and predicting what the market's going to do. And I don't, oh, how do I say this? I don't trust them, I guess is the best, <laughs> the best way I could say it. I do think that they're in the business of making money. And so you can always trust greed. You can always trust greed. But they have some pretty bleak sentiments and it's actually ridiculous. And I'll explain. I have a story here we put together for you. I'm going to explain the story or I'm going to read the story and then I'm going to explain why I think it's bleak and why I think it's ridiculous. Okay, so we're just going to talk. We're just going to use one bank's point of view right now. We're not going to talk about the others. We're going to use Bank of America. Okay, so uh, title is Bank of America says U.S. equities heading for 2022 lows. Okay, high inflation and aggressive Fed monetary tightening could send the markets to new 2022 lows, according to Bank of America. The bank said in a recent note to clients that an earnings recession shock, that's in quotes, recession shock, will drive the declines and used as an example the warning from FedEx that macroeconomic pressures are dragging down profits. So FedEx dropped like 20%. I think it was yesterday. It might have been Friday. It was either yesterday or Friday. They dropped a lot. Uh, the analysts added inflation shock ain't over and financial conditions are tightening. They warned it's unlikely that consumer inflation will fall below an annual rate of 4% to 5% anytime soon. The bank indicated the Federal Reserve will raise rates, will raise interest rates to 4% to 5% in the next four to five months, and that Treasury yields will reach that level as well. The analysts noted that using history as a guide, they are predicting the bear market will end on October 19th with the S&P 500 at 3,020. 3,020. This index's year-to-date low is 3,666, set on June 16th. Okay, all right. I hate reading that. That gives me, I almost get sick reading that. Let's look at what the S&P's at right now. Okay, so it's down a percent so far today, and it's at 3,855.68. So we'll just say 3,855. That's 853 points. What is it? 833 points. 35 points. 3,020. Jeez Louise. Okay. So obviously now you see why that's bleak, right? That's a very 800 point drop in the S&P. Let me see what percentage that is. I mean, that's a, that's a depression. Uh, Is that a depression? No, that's a market crash though. It's not quite a depression, but it is definitely a market crash. Uh, let me do this math real quick, guys. Sorry, hold on. Okay, yeah. So, eight hundred point drop would be uh, <laughs> it's going to be about twenty percent. So, if we had a twenty percent drop in one month, okay. So, yeah. Let me let me take it back. These are the couple things to think of. One, they said that there's going to be an earnings recession shock. So that to me means companies aren't going to be making money. I've said maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 times in the last year that as long as companies keep making money, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. It'll be volatile, but I don't, I don't see there being a massive, massive drop. Now, with this, you know, an earnings recession shock, uh, that's probably not going to be positive. Now, do I think it's going to go to 3,020? No, I don't think that. And this is why I think this is all, you know, a bunch of hot blue is it's, what is it today? It's September 20th. So this person, this analyst is saying October 19th will be the low. So he, they're saying, he, she is saying in one month, it's going to drop 20%. That is unfathomable to me. 
I mean, I guess it's I guess it's possible, but that blows my mind. Uh, the low that it's been in the last couple of I think that since maybe 2020, the low has or maybe year to date, it's been 3,666. So that is I mean that's low, especially when our highs were like 4,800. I think that was our highs. Um, yeah, very very bleak sentiment. So what what am I saying? What do I telling? What am I telling my clients? What am I doing with my money? I'm gonna leave my money invested, and I'm probably gonna have a conversation after with a couple of my clients. Some of the uh, maybe more what's the word? It's not scared, isn't the right word, but worried. They're you know they're emotionally attached to their money. I will probably have a conversation with them and say, hey, look, I don't know what's gonna happen, but maybe we put ten percent more into cash. And we just have that buffer to make you feel. It's all about feelings with money. It's all about it's all about feelings. If you can make somebody feel good, then they're gonna they're gonna love that, right? Um, and the only way you really can feel good about your money is that if you don't lose it and you make more of it. <laughs> so I think that still, again, this isn't the end of the world. I think this guy is wrong. It's possible he's not. I guess we'll have to come back in a month and see where the stock market's at, but. I, I'm very surprised that a bank, an analyst who they trust enough to put in the news is giving specifics, like giving specifics like this. I I never trust them. It's just not (laughs) possible. Like it's not possible to be exact. Um, and when I see it, I always get weary. And, And that's why I'm telling you guys that you guys should also be, should be weary of that as well. Um, but that is it for today, guys, as always invest early, invest often, give me a shout out. Instagram is 77 financial group and website 77 financial group.com. All right. I'll talk to you later this week. Have a good one.